Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Uh, all I can say, and say what you will, read what you will, think what you will about my performance the night I hosted the Academy Awards, but... And here's my point. No one got hit. No one was hit that night that I hosted. That's all I have to say. God bless America. God bless the Academy Awards. Good night. Barbara? Thanks for coming. Thank you. That is David Letterman. That is funny, funny stuff. Welcome back, everybody. Oh. What was uh, do you remember what was wrong with David Letterman's night at the Academy Awards? Uh, so he got roasted. Yes, because in the front row, Oprah Winfrey was over on the left, and it was uh, the year the color purple was in, and Uma Thurman was on the right. And he did, and Uma, he said, Uma, "Uma, meet Oprah. Oprah, meet Uma," and no one laughed. Yeah, and, and he got he never did the Academy Awards again. Yeah, he never did it again. Funny dude. I, I, I used to watch David Let- like when I was in when I was oh. in grade it, it came, like grade ten and grade eleven. I, I you know he had a daytime show. Yes, it was a daytime show. It lasted, I think, f- uh, fifteen weeks on NBC. It w- he was his daytime show was just fantastic. I was a college student and loved watching him. We're old. Yeah, it was great. All right, John Shannon I, is here. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by. Digi- well, you're you're old. I'm not old. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. This is the second hour of Oilers now. Uh, John Shannon and myself uh, for the next half hour, and then we're going to bring in Colin Chalk out of the American Hockey League Bakersfield Condors. He's their interim head coach with Jay Woodcroft being up at Edmonton. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree uh, Resort Casino open 24-7 excitement. I've never been there, you know. You've never been there? I have. No. Uh, And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with uh, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, uh, 111th Avenue, open uh, open Monday to Saturday. Who did I see there? Uh, Huge, uh, the the song Pretty in Pink. Uh, Oh, no, not 
was that that? I saw the Colts. You're She's, talking to yourself now. Yes, I know. That's that's what happens after a while. Our NHL insider is John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, Paul uh, Almedia has told me that, uh, Bob, involving the soccer fight in-game, it was... Uh, Newcastle was a team was Newcastle United and Aston Villa. Lee Boyer and Kiernan Dyer uh, fought each other on the pitch. They both got red cards. <laughs> Canada winning yesterday four nothing. Something, huh? That's something. What a story that's become. Well, and really, in, in so many ways, uh, we've had great athletes. And listen, no, nobody greater than Alfonso Davies, an Edmonton boy, right? Yeah. Who's, who. Still can't play, but you could see his reaction yesterday. He was crying yeah. uh, in uh, in in Germany watching his team play. Uh, but John Herdman, John Herdman deserves a, a ton of credit for getting all of these athletes who are great athletes uh, to pull in one direction. Yeah, because uh, we've had, these guys, a lot of these guys have been in the program for a while, um, but they have not ever really pulled in one direction. And Herdman went in there after he did the same thing with the women's team uh, and uh, has done a magnificent job of, of creating that aura. Because in the only... <laughs> it's ironic you talk about Newcastle because I would not be surprised after 2026 that John Herdman, who's under contract until then in Canada, uh, who is from that area yeah. of England, goes back and becomes the head coach of Newcastle. Well, it's intro. Well, maybe they'll be relegated by that point until the second. You know, well, then he won't go there. Yeah, because he's a. He's uh, a, this guy's a star now. I read BBC uh, probably four times a week. Uh, BBC Soccer News four yeah. times a week, yeah. and I know there was a huge story. And John Herdman said uh, Canada was the sleeping giant that was on the verge of waking up in international soccer, and he and he said. We have lots of athletes. We just yeah. need a little bit of structure. So interesting. Well, and he's and he's created that structure and, yeah. and literally uh, asked every one of these guys to check their egos at the door. Well, they pay. A, they play a very assertive attack. Like they are. They they play a high pressure game. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jay Woodcroft came into Edmonton. And he got the team to work back to the puck. And the yeah. Oilers uh, even they were plus seventeen in goal differential at even strength, five on five before before. They played that game on Saturday night. John, first question, what the hell happened? Second question, at the end of the day, how much does it matter? Uh, well, what happened was they lost the structure that he had tried to put in place. Uh, and they played. They they tried to play with a level of emotion and forgot that they had to play within themselves. So the whole concept that, that he has put in place, he and the, the other coaches have put in place, uh, really allowed and created accountability for every player. Uh, and that accountability seemed to disappear on Saturday night, uh, I think. Um, and, 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 they, and, you know, and once it was out of the bag, once it was out of the bag in the first period, and, and, you know, and Jay's admitted that he knew it was out of the bag early, yep. uh, he, they couldn't put it back in and they couldn't control them enough. And that's, that's the sign of a team that's still learning, still growing. Still trying to be better. It, it, it's uh, it was fun to watch as a fan, but uh, it, and at six five, you, you got a chance. At six five, I mean, in, in the end, Calgary won the third period. Really, uh, I think that, and they, you know, the it was, it was the team that played and found their defense first. And and it's what's hard to imagine, Bob, uh, and I, anybody that I've talked to in the last forty eight hours. 
has said the same thing. For 14 goals to be scored, the turning point was a save. The turning point yep. was the save Crazy. on Evander Kane by Jacob Markstrom. And you know who I thought of as soon as I thought uh, I saw that save? You know who I thought of in a 9-5 game? Grant. I thought of Grant Fuhr. Because that, that's, that's a Grant Fuhr save. Yeah. In this building or in the other building, uh, how many times were the Oilers, you know, up 5-4 in the third, and Grant would make a, a stellar save, and then the machine got to work, and next thing you know, it was 10-4. That's what you saw. All right. There were a couple of things that went on that concerned me. Yeah. I'm going to read this text, okay, and it's out of Edmonton. Bob, Duncan Keith has never been an overly physical defender, but his success dealing with players of every size and level of truculence stemmed from an intensity few players could match. Evan Bouchard is learning from Keith, and much of Keith's style includes playing with a stick, playing the puck, and using position to defend. Unfortunately, what Bouchard doesn't seem to grasp is key style of defending requires an intensity level that few players can match. Given Evans' intensity level has fallen under scrutiny before, Keith's defensive style may not be the best for him to emulate. There uh, are plenty of players from this generation who have gamesmanship. It is incumbent upon the Oilers' coaches and team leadership to hold the entire accountable for a more physical game. Saturday's game felt like the bullied kid try not to do anything, which may trigger the bully. Unfortunately, in this scenario, Calgary is the bully, and they took uh, full advantage of an Edmonton team uh, scared uh, to engage. Well, it, it, I think there's a degree of truth in that. I, yeah. I got to tell you, like, I, I if I had a criticism of Ken Holland, and I said this to Ken and their, their guys, I wish Edmonton had added a little bit more physical impetus at the trade deadline. I realized there was limitations. Am I worrying too much about Calgary, Minnesota, and Nashville, the type of games those teams play, or am I? are we on to something here? What do you think, John? You always worry about the opposition. You always, you know, it's the grass is greener mentality, Bob. You always stick to what, what, what doesn't your team have? Uh, coaches won't publicly say this, but what does your team not have that the other guys have? Uh, do you look at Minnesota? Do they look bigger and tougher? Yeah. Uh, I, as I said with Reed on Saturday night, you know, that game against the Flames, uh, Edmonton was playing for two points. Calgary is trying to make a point. You said this before the game. Before the game. Oh, yeah, there's no question. Calgary didn't need to win the game, but they needed to give the message to a team that they're, they, they're fearful of playing in the playoffs. And, and, and that is, hey, boys, you can't push, push us around, and we, can be, we have team speed, and we can, we can be difference makers. And I guarantee you, in, in about 17 words, Daryl Sutter told his guys that somehow, some way over the two days before the game, was the point that the Flames needed to make was, hey, Edmonton, we got to get between your ears. Same thing Minnesota did to Colorado last night. Get between the Avalanche's ears about being tougher and being harder to play. Minnesota did that last night. We're starting to see this as we get ready for the playoffs as teams are now preparing to send messages along the way. We're going to see more fights we're going to see more altercations yep. between now and April 30th as teams prepare for the postseason. See, and, and I mean, the Oilers, for me, there were two guys that were out there. Ne- uh, Nicholas Delorier and Middleton, Jacob Middleton. Yeah. Okay. And Minnesota got them both. Minnesota got them both. Yeah. But, hey. And Minnesota but, already had Felino and Greenway, and, yeah. and, and the Oilers have had Cassian, who, incidentally enough, John, 
is not in the lineup tonight. No. I mean, I know they got 14 good forwards, and they're going to rotate some guys in and out, but Zach was relatively quiet in that game. Well, and the other thing is is that, uh, I mean, Josh Archibald is a former Coyote. Yeah. Um, Josh Archibald is not afraid to use his body, even though he's not the biggest Thought guy. He could have maybe played. Uh, here's here's some, some. He could have driven in his car and played in Calgary. Yeah. Wow. Well. And somebody said this, John. Somebody said this to me. They said, Bob, the owners went out and got Broussard, and they got out Kulak, but those weren't necessarily the type of def- forward. I, now we'll see. Maybe Broussard scores an overtime goal for it. He's got two goals in two games. So Broussard's done his job. Yeah. Two games. He's done his job. Yeah. Um, uh, Kulak's had one good game and one bad. So let's ask the listeners. Texas on the Ashley. Were you, were you, are you concerned about matchups for Edmonton come playoff time? Do they have enough of that? Because it's not like they got bullied against Calgary. But to me, there was I, I sensed a little bit of I'm not sure we should go down this path because we might we might not be able to match the nuclear arsenal. John. Well, but here's the thing. It's a fine line. If the you know the first half of the game, the Calgary Flames took some silly penalties. Look what the Oiler power play did. Um, in the third period, the Flames did they take a penalty in the third period? I don't think they did. No. And if they did, it was ma- if they did, it was offsetting. Because um, they you know you, you don't want to go against the Oiler power play in that scenario. This was it disappointing. If you're an Oiler fan, was Saturday disappointing? Sure. But it was the Battle of Alberta. You want to you want to beat them no matter what. You want to beat them every time, no matter what. And so, from that perspective, you you have to be disappointed. But that doesn't mean that you, if if you do face them in the playoffs, you're you're not going to have uh, the ability to make changes and 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 alter the game plan in order to combat the Flames better. Uh, Gaspy says, Bob, you don't have to be big to play physical. Archibald was a prime example sure. of this. Who was running Johnny Hockey over? Remember, this is a game in which yet again... Got to uh, catch him to run him. Well, I mean, Calgary had a guy, number 11 there, Michael Backlund sat there and he got it. He, he drilled Connor pretty good. The other thing is, and, and uh, I, I think people in the Oilers organization would admit it too, uh, the Flames' number one line outplayed the Oilers' number one line. I mean, I mean, yeah. Th- those three guys. But that line's been the number one line of the league, league. all year, well, all year. Well, Whereas the Oilers, you know, Kane, McDavid, and Yamamoto have been the number yeah. one line over the last yeah three weeks. And and and, and listen, if, if the the other guy that I I'd like to see more physical, but I you know he's done a hell of a job since he's been here is Evander. I think Evander can be more physical. Mike from Calgary has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Oilers are too soft for playoff hockey. It's a fact, and it will be on full display this spring uh, if the Oilers make it. Saturday should have been a statement game by the Oilers, and the reverse happened. It was absolutely ridiculous that one of the only guys on the team uh, that uh, actually hits anybody was scratched because of the whole vaccine situation. That game is right in Archie's uh, wheelhouse. Well, no, I mean, listen. He could have played. He could have played. He could have played. But he wasn't allowed to travel with the club. Those are the rules, folks. Those are the rules. Richard says, I'm certain the 80s Oilers would not have taken a loss like that without a fight. The Oilers need to man up. Did one flame player get knocked off their skates? That one comes to us from Richard. Yeah, no, that's uh, listen, that's a, those are fair. Those are fair comments in a game that at the end of the second period, the Oilers were within one shot of tying. You know that's that's the reality of it. If you do you, the, the, but one thing I noticed on Saturday, uh, and I've watched a lot of Flames Flames games this year. I did, I I thought the Oilers were were going to be faster. I was really impressed with the Flames' speed, weren't you? 
I was. Yeah. Dave texts us to say, Bob, it was one game. Relax, Oilers yeah. fans. Yeah. Calgary is worried about us, too. Believe me, that one. Trust. Oh, hey, listen. You Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to wake up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Nobody wants to wake them up. Haji has texted us, Bob, the Minnesota Wild did exactly what the Oilers needed to do. I will concede the flurry obviously wasn't coming to Edmonton, but toughness-wise, the Wild was not a team lacking in toughness, and Garen has made deals to make the Wild even tougher. It's like one GM continues to build a good regular season team, and one GM is yeah. building a team to win in the playoffs. Well, this is a one-off for Minnesota. Total one-off. Because if the listeners are unaware, they've got 12 to 14 14 million, $14 million Twelve to fourteen over the next three years. Fourteen, fourteen, and twelve yeah. over the next three years. I mean, their cap—they're um, going to be working with a sixty-seven million dollar cap next year, right? Uh, uh, for their true roster, because they're, those are the Suter and Parise buyouts. So they had to go in, yep. and they—and and you know what they're going to do is they're just going to sell off pieces over the next couple of years and get those picks back in time. But they gave, so they basically traded a fifth and cocking in the goaltender to San Jose, and then that got a Middleton, and then they gave up a third. To get Nicholas Delorier, would you have given up given this given the situation Edmonton's in? Would you have traded a second round draft choice for? No, Nick? no. I'm not. I'm not trading second round picks. Okay. And well, I don't know that. Well, they it, traded a second round pick for Kulak. Uh, not for. A, I'm for. I was thinking for a forward. I wouldn't put it for a forward because I. I actually like the. I mean, Jay yeah. talks about the 14 forwards. I like the forwards. Yeah. I, I do like the forwards. Are they gritty enough at times? They can be, and that's kind of the message that has to come out. Is they they have to be grittier. They have to, you know. John, I love giving you curveballs. You know that. Okay, so what, uh, what's the next? We're going to wrap up with an Arizona thought here. Okay. Dylan Gunther is the first-round pick of the Arizona Coyotes. He was selected ninth overall with Vancouver's pick when the Coyotes took on a bunch of dead money for uh, – they got Louis Erickson. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah, Louis Erickson. Um, what's Jay it? Beagle. And Antoine Roussel. So they yeah. took on $12 million bucks. They're also eating about a million bucks a year here on Oliver Ekman Larson for the next several years. Dylan Gunther was the pick. He's got 41 goals and 81 points in 53 games for the Edmonton Oil Kings this season. Mm-hmm. The Edmonton Oil Kings come playoff time will be playing of crowds eight to 15,000 fans per game. Yeah. That's going to be the crowds in here for those yeah. junior games, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And Oil Kings have a hell of a team. You know that. What do you think it's going to be like for him when he goes from playing like that playing in front of 4,000 fans in Arizona next year in the a- ASU. Like, I just look at this, and I'm kind of amazed that this is... Maybe I shouldn't be surprised that this has happened. You know, there's a vote coming up at Tempe City Council in the next two weeks Okay, that, will, that might justify this move to the smaller building at Arizona State. Because if they can get Tempe, the city of, of Tempe, to buy into their $4 billion project, there will be a new arena built in that same area. Uh, if Tempe, the city council, turns it down, then this looks like uh, a white elephant and, and it looks like a last gas that may not work. I think we, sh- we still have to, we have to be in a place of judging what Alex Morello and his people can do with the Coyotes if they get a new arena. They have seven picks in the first two rounds in the upcoming draft. They've been taking on everybody else's challenging contracts. It's a nice politically correct term. Uh, they've got Carolina's number one. That was a part of the three-way deal when Kakanami RFA right. offered, and then Carolina had to give up a number one to Montreal. And then Bill Arizona. Armstrong's gonna, done a good job. Get it, you know, yeah, and they, who was the guy that they traded? Dvorak went there. Yeah, to the Christian Habs. Dvorak, yeah. And then uh, they got the number one from Colorado. 
as and the Camper deal, right? the Camper deal. Yeah. They also got well, and, and let's face it. Had I, uh, you wonder if yeah. if the Oilers had been prepared to give up a first round pick, would Kemper be here? I was told that it was the prospect that was involved, Connor Timmins. Well, uh, he's a pretty good player. That was the and Alan Heppel was the director of amateur scouting in Colorado, and he's now with Arizona. And that's it was the prospect that was the difference. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, Kemper is a UFA. It's win this season, or he probably won't be back in Colorado. They'll go. You know where they'll go to? They'll circle back to Mark Andre Fleury and try to convince him to come there next year. Uh, Fleury, uh, I tell you what. Pittsburgh? Does he end up in Pittsburgh? Split time with Tristan. I, I was told that uh, I, I was actually. I asked the question: Would because Billy Guerin's there, would he sign a, an extension for an? He'll only sign one-year deals now for the rest of yeah. his life. Uh, would he sign? And he says, you know what? They're just taking this a season at a time because he may not want to play anymore. Going to put you on the spot here. The Oilers have a three-game homestand: Arizona, L.A., and St. Louis. Yeah. How many wins? They have to get four points. There you go. They have to get four points. You know, if that means two overtime losses and a victory, then that's, that's so be it. But they need to get four or six points. Thanks, John. Thanks for coming in. Yep. Just keep your headset on for a second. I think you probably know that. Oh, by the way, uh, got any more David Letterman for us? <laughs> no. I miss David Letterman, though. I love Funny guy. Letterman was, uh, he was the best. All right. We got NHL today coming up in the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's 125 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. <laughs> It's your chance to lace up and win one epic night at Rogers Place. Can you stick handle adding up the Oilers jersey numbers? If you can get the biscuit top shelf, you can be on your way with nine friends to an Oilers VIP experience. Put on your bucket, hang on to your chiclets, and get ready to score with 6.30 Chad. It's time for your team one epic night contest. All you have to do is add up the jersey numbers of Connor McDavid plus Leon Dreisaitl. And then head over to the contest page at 630chat.com to enter the value of those two jerseys as a code word of the day. One Chet Nation listener will be selected daily to win a pair of tickets to the April 28th Oilers San Jose Sharks game and will be entered as one of the five qualifiers for the grand prize draw. The daily contest winners will be announced each day in the 630 Chet mornings with Chelsea Bird and Daryl McIntyre. The grand prize winner announced on the... April the 4th, will receive tickets for them and nine friends to attend the uh, Oilers' April 22nd home game, hosted in a VIP suite by Daryl McIntyre. After the game, your team will take the ice for a post-game skate. So there you have it. Again, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line as we go to the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're the best. It's that simple. Placed on the COVID protocol list, Chris Russell. Oilers actually only have six healthy D here right now. Bunch of injuries for Arizona, including uh, top defenseman Jacob Chikrin, who's out with a lower body issue. Uh, multiple reports suggested uh, he was not happy with the fact that uh, things did not get accelerated more on the trade front. Um, we're going to do NHL today at uh, 1.50 today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, we'll tell you Japanese Village opened a survey to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We'll go to a global news weather traffic update and talk to Bakersfield Condors head coach Colin Chalk. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.